So guys, welcome to another episode of Christbound Life. Yeah, I'm just going to like fire off. Yeah. All right. So you've got four seconds to answer these questions. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite cuisine? Indian. Dang. Favorite movie? Ooh, Interstellar maybe or Inception. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is pretty high. <laughs> okay, 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 maybe okay, okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite song? Oh, I don't think I have one particular favorite song. Nice. Just what's your What's your like go-to genre of music? Uh, mix of anything. Uh, like you'll see my playlist, which goes from like Indian melodies to like um, hip hop to crazy dance music to everything do you listen like, to like heavy metal and stuff not too much oh yeah cool yeah uh we've got yeah we've got an interesting riddle yeah <laughs> are you ready okay what's seven plus three ten what's 77 plus 33 100 <laughs> yeah 100. no seven, seven. i'm terrible at maths 110 yeah, that's it, bro. I got you. Okay. Uh, another one, yeah? Spell silk five times. S-I-L-K, 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 S-I-L-K. What do cows drink? Milk. Oh, no! I know this one! <laughs> oh, oh bro. I've fallen for this so many times. Oh. Okay, we got, we got to find I one. knew that was coming. I knew that it was going to be. I was like, okay, make sure not to say that. <laughs> Uh, there's a final one, yeah? Uh, you're in the Olympics, mm -hmm. running race, yeah. sprint, yeah, you're in marathon. There's like 20 guys running, and you're running, you're cruising, yeah? There's like 500 meters left, and then you overtake the second guy. What place you in? Second. Ah, oh, nice, bro. <laughs> Yo, I asked this question to so many people, they're like, I'm first. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, nice, man. So, yeah, um, for those people who don't know um, out there, like who you are as a person, your identity. Identity. Family at home. Just introduce yeah. yourself, bro. So, identity, I'm a child of God. Yeah, nice. Um, outside that... Uh, I am currently working, uh, recently moved, but I say recently, but it's been like good to close to a year now in London. The best uh, city in the world, guys, London. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah debatable, but yeah, <laughs> pretty close. Um, LDN then, yeah, what else? Work in software. I build basically tech companies, do a lot of software stuff, but uh, yeah, it's like like, you know, in your testimony, it's like you have an identity crisis for like where you're from. Mm. I have an identity crisis when someone asks, what do I do for work? Because like I do so many different things of like mostly in the software space and like uh, startups and building businesses and stuff. Uh, but like a summary is like I do techie stuff. Techie stuff. Yeah. yeah. Just, just like just leave it there. So you're a techie man. <laughs> yeah. And what about like at home? Like how many of you? Yeah, so family of uh, two children, uh, so myself and my brother, um, uh, we grew up mostly like maybe till I was like 10 in India in a couple of different places, 
Um, and then we moved to Ireland when I was like 11 or 12, I think. So I did like most of my education in Ireland and then um, like university in Ireland as well. And then dropped out of university. Uh, it's another whole other story. Um, and then uh, pretty been pretty fortunate to be in the right place at the right time to do like everything that I do and be pretty successful in, in like work and things like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. So be, been in like Ireland for like 15, close to 20 years, 15, 20 years. Oh, wow. Uh, so Ireland is definitely more home, home. Mm. Wow, bro. That's crazy. Um, and so wait, where, where are you from in India? Like So Tamil Nadu, like Trichy, Chennai, yeah. all of that. Uh, I vaguely remember going to school and stuff there, but we were in like Kochi for like Cochin for three years as well in Kerala. Um, so good few places uh, moved around, like even in like Trichy and like in Tamil Nadu, I don't think we've ever gone to a particular school for more than like three years. You always moved around. Yo, same bro. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I don't I, know what, yeah, I don't know what this is about moving schools, but I feel like I've just moved so many schools. Yeah, so Ireland yeah. was the only school where it actually was like solid, like a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so I have like, I remember certain people like friends back in India, but like I, like, I was like so young, right? Uh, like I just don't have as many friends in India because you move schools, you meet new friends everywhere. And then like you're young as well. And like you just like forget them and don't keep in touch. Yeah. Like what do 12 year olds Gotta yeah, do, right? yeah yeah oh wow bro yeah how was it like growing up um in in dublin like did you have any friends outside school yeah like my i think in ireland the most people that we knew uh so we moved to ireland when it was like a lot of indian people coming into ireland uh, like 2005 kind of time um so most of our community and friends were the church we went to uh which was a uh Malayali Pentecostal church. Um, we were Protestant, so grew up in a Protestant uh, family. And we were, I would say, Sunday Christians. Um, so that church was kind of like home. That was community. Everybody looked out for each other. And that's every all the friends, everybody who we knew was from there. Um, now, the way, reason we ended up in a Malayali Pentecostal church is also interesting because uh, Back in India, uh, when we were in Kerala for three years, um, my mom had a personal encounter with Christ and and it was actually through one of her students uh, who brought her to to basically uh, church and like taught them about taught her about like um, Christ. I wouldn't say taught her about Jesus. Like she knew like we all grew up in a Christian background, like but never had like that personal relationship with God. Um, so when we went to Ireland, it was that same community and we went to a Malayali Pentecostal church and that's where most of my teenagers and actually all of my teenagers was in that church and wow. in that community. Yeah. So were you like always kind of religious? Like was it was it prayer at home and like, because you do like praise and worship, right? Is mm. that your main thing? Like what's, what's the Pentecostal way of So, praying? I mean, it's... Like, yeah, there's like family prayer and stuff um, there. Then you, you have like Sunday church, right? But then there's all these other programs and events as well, like fasting prayer and cell meetings and like a bunch of other stuff, right? Um, but in church, obviously, it's like 
I mean, there's a lot of things in there. There's like praise and worship. There's like someone sharing, uh, like testimonies and prayer requests. And like, yeah, it's a mix of everything. But it's not like the Catholic Church where like the center of mass is like the Eucharist, right? Like, like if you were to take out one thing from mass, that wouldn't make it a mass. If you didn't have the Eucharist, that's just like a gathering, right? Yeah. Or like praise and worship. Or you can call that whatever else, but you can't call that like the thing that you have to do on Sundays. Yeah. Uh, but I guess in a Pentecostal church or in most Protestant churches, I would say, well, in some Protestant churches, they would still have like breaking of bread and they would kind of see that very uh, important, but obviously it's seen as a symbol. Um, but at least in a Pentecostal church, I think if there was one thing that you can take out that would not make it a Sunday church thing, that would probably be the central message that someone shares. So if you take that out, I mean, it could be a praise and worship night, whatever. But if there was one thing that you need to have, it's like that message, like someone sharing from the word of God, mm. uh, which I would say is, is like pretty important. Um, but I guess like because that is the highest value that you can get, that's all like that's held very highly. Whereas in like a mass, right, you can go to a mass and you can not sing songs no one has to share anything and if you break bread and if you had eucharist that's that's all you need mm. and that will be like enough and in a way that kind of describes like these two worldviews where like word of god which is also really important the highest value here but then here you don't have to say anything you have like the word but then you also have like the eucharist wow wow bro that's profound like i remember like my mom's my mom's kind of colleague is a I don't know if she's a Pentecostal yeah, but I think it's it's a different denomination than than Catholics, and it was like she lives in in Swansea so we went to Swansea, and we went for one of the Sunday church, would you call it gathering? Yeah, like Sunday Sunday church. Sunday like church, church, yeah. Like we church to, is usually just on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Oh yeah. So we went for this Sunday church and then. I remember, I think it was because of COVID, or I don't know if that's the custom, yeah? But as you're entering in, they kind of wrap um, in a foil paper. They've got like a piece of bread and a grape, yeah? And then they, they wrap it and then everyone's like given this and you take it in and then you got this beautiful praise and worship and then you got someone coming and speaking about, or breaking the, the, the word basically. And then the pastor comes and says, says like, now you got to take your four papers out and then you got like bread and then the grape and then he says like this is a symbol you know like the grape juice right or no like, like actual, actual like, okay. like a single grape mm. like one um and then it says like this is the symbol of jesus's you know like breaking the bread and stuff and this is like the wine that he drank and for me like at that moment it kind of hit me like how different the two two churches are on on the doctrine of eucharist and I've, like everything was good but I just felt like it was a bit incomplete for me um, in the sense of like, I didn't receive the actual body and blood of Jesus, but it was that the pastor was saying like, it's a symbol, you know, take it as a symbol mm. kind of thing. So after that, like I was sweet. And then in the evening I went for mass, you know, cause it was a, it was a Sunday, but yeah, it was, it was so like opening for me. Cause that's the first time I'm going in um, to like a Sunday church. So like at home, like what does family prayer consist of? So it's usually like, like different families do it differently. Oh, different so things, when we yeah. used to do it, uh, it's like, just read like a Bible passage 
and then I guess you just kind of go around and you just pray in your own mm. words, basically. Yeah. So you don't have like devotions and stuff like that, right? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, some families might like read from a devotional book where okay. they have like a daily whatever yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. But I guess everything for a Protestant background person or a Protestant kind of revolves around the Bible. Mm. Right. So, um, yeah, like everything's has to be in the Bible yeah. for it to be like thing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Did you consider yourself like prayerful? Like how was your understanding about God when you were like mm. a teenager? Yeah. So like we were previously before like Ireland, we were like Sunday Christians, right? But then after like being in this Pentecostal church, we were exposed to a lot of good, really good people who took their faith seriously. And there was one particular person, uh, I think that who, who had a significant impact on my life. Uh, who was my Sunday school teacher. So Sunday school is like catechism or, or like what kids go to learn about the Bible, right? Um, this teacher was, okay, j just as a side note though. So in the whole Protestant denomination, there's so many denominations, right? I think like something like crazy, like 40,000, right? Yeah. But even in Pentecostal churches, there not everybody agrees with everybody. Everybody has like different views, right? Um, so in that context, I grew up in a place where even though everybody believed in God and mostly the core fundamental stuff, there was so much differences even within the church in the thing. So I grew up in a place where um, everybody questioned everything. So it was, in a way, it was kind of a good thing um, because I also started questioning, why are we doing that? Right. Like that seems wrong. Um, but it was never like any significant things that it was like, oh, no, we can't do that. It was more like little things, you know, it's mm. like, why do we do that? Maybe we should do this and things like that. Um, so anyway, so this Sunday school teacher, so that side note is important because this Sunday school teacher didn't agree with the syllabus that we had for Sunday school. He was like, all of this, we had like this book, this like from India, right? Um, and he read, looked at it and be <laughs> like, this book is bull, right? We're not doing anything from here. This is trash. I'm going to teach you my own thing, right? So he was kind of bold in some sense, because obviously most people don't do that. It's like, go with the thing. Okay, I'm just here to teach the kids, right? So he was like, I'm going to show you something else. So he, what he ended up doing, now I know the word for it, uh, was typology. So typology is where there's things yeah. in the Old Testament that mirror or foreshadow, foreshadow what yeah. is in the new, like everything revolves around Jesus, right? Um, so we went through the tabernacle, like how the holy, the holy of holies and the sacrifice of the lambs and mirroring that with like what Jesus did and how the temple veil was like important dividing us with God and all of that, all of those symbolisms. Right. And that like really blew my mind. I was like, whoa, like how did I not know any of this stuff? Like there's so much depth in this book. Uh, but before that, like I never used to like read the Bible. It's like, oh yeah, we just like do this in Sunday, yeah. read this and that. So that really got me in to reading the Bible for myself because I was so fascinated that I had never seen this word. So like I would go from like, started from the start of the Bible, uh, read everything. And I would like underline stuff, uh, like come back from school, read like pages, highlight stuff. And you look back and be like, oh, wow, I like literally highlighted the entire page. So the highlight was kind of useless because I felt like everything was important. And God was like speaking to me through that, right? Um, 
So during that time, I'd say probably in like 15, 16, um, my encounter with God was in, in twofold, right? Um, one, there was this one side, which was like me questioning what we were doing in church because it didn't feel like what we were doing was too correct and maybe we should be doing something else. But I didn't really know what exactly things it was that was in my head back then. Um, but then on the other side, I was like in this amazing journey and um, I had no elders in terms of like telling me what is right or wrong. Like I had the Sunday school teacher, but it wasn't like an elder, elder, like a mentor or anything. Um, it was just me and the Bible and then God just became so real, right? So during that time, I remember... Um, like similar to your, like, in your, like your story had like, you know, vision, <laughs> like you had a vision and like, I've heard so many people's stories that have like, uh, the supernatural experience. Right. And I think all of that is important. Right. And, but God knows what you need personally. Right. hundred percent. And for me, looking back, I think if I had any of those supernatural experiences, um, it would have been cool, right? But I don't think that's what I would have needed. So, but God, how he entered my thing was, was just me with the Bible in my own room, wasn't in a retreat, wasn't in adoration, wasn't like anything where people expect supernatural things to happen, right? Just me. And God just came alive through the pages of the Bible. Mm. Uh, and, and we as Catholics, like, you know, we, like, I know in Jesus Youth, for example, the, there's a missionary uh, movement that we're part of. Like we emphasize the word of God, but like a lot of Catholics outside that we don't like we hear the word, but we don't really like personally spend as much time reading it for ourselves and personally going deep into the word. Right. Um, but when I did that um, and, and we say this in Jesus, you like, you know, like you can receive Jesus through the Eucharist. You could also receive Jesus through the word. And it's like so important. It's like and sometimes people looking from the outside and look at us Catholics uh, be like, oh, they only do like uh, we're praying to statues and uh, idols and uh, Eucharist and stuff. Uh, but the word of God is still important to us. Like we are not like saying the word of God isn't important. It's still like so crucial to our life, right? No, like we receive Jesus through the word of God as well. Um, and that's what happened in my bedroom, right? And God became so real that he was more real than the people around me. Like I would go to school and like, I couldn't wait to come back home to read the Bible. Wow. Right? Uh, and, th and that period of time was like such golden time, like looking back where I would know that in the early mornings, I would just wake up and it would be like God, like kind of calling to me, like, oh, spend time with me, you know? Um, and it was just me reading the Bible, like nothing supernatural, had no community and like all of that. Uh, and yeah, the, like, that was my experience, right? But at the same time, there was this other side that I mentioned of like these questioning things of like, oh, things don't seem right. And I think it also came from this experience, which is like, I know God is real. Like that experience and all of that proved to me that God is real, right? Uh, I know, and I know that there's this whole supernatural side of life and uh, all of that, uh, but things just didn't sit right on the other side about spirituality and the church and what I was seeing. Just a caveat though, the people are amazing, right? So whenever I say this, I always say this because people might think that like the church, like everything is bad, but 
the community and the love that we experienced from people was like incredible. Like they would go way out of their way to do stuff. Um, and they loved us. Like, you know, this is so such close community. Uh, now, the only thing looking back at it is that like now there was obviously theological differences, right? But that is in no way a judgment of those people's characters. Like they are really true to what they know to be the extent of truth. But as we, like, you know, we, we would say to other people, like they might not have the fullness of truth. And in some cases, in a lot of cases, it's not a fault of their own. It's mm. just like how they've been brought up and that's all they know. Yeah. Wow. Wow, bro. That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah, I know. I kept talking. You should be asking more questions. No, that, that was so beautiful, man. I love the way where you was just saying like, like, because you see the Bible, yeah? It's, it's the same book, yeah? You can read it a million times, bro. Just as, what do you call it? Like, just being passive. But a moment, like, you invite the Lord and, like, you know, you were saying, like, God, like, just be active, on, like, today, you know. It's like, Lord just reveals himself through the words. And sometimes these words just pierce your heart, bro, in a different way. I felt that a couple of times, for sure. Um, yeah. So how was your journey, like, from, from this to being a Catholic, like? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot I know, of steps like, in there. Yeah. I know, like, like being a Pentecostal, I think going to become a Catholic is like the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can understand that, bro. Because there's like Pentecostals and then you've got a bunch of enemies. And beyond that, then you've got Catholics. Because I had some, some uh, Pentecostal friends and they always say like, it's, it's pro like they're not in faith and stuff, but their parents are like Pentecostals. Mm. But they always say, like, when it comes to Catholics, which they just think, like, we're just pure hypocrites without reason. And, yeah, they just tend to believe um, that we are hypocrites. So how was it, like, for you, like, especially, like, telling your parents um, about your journey? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot to go through there, right? Yeah. So, okay, so a little bit of background to this. Yeah. Um, so during that teenage years, I used to be, like, proper anti-Catholic, right? <laughs> like, like to a way, like if I met you, like, like I obviously you would have been younger as well, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I could have made you question your Catholic faith and tell you how what you were brought up with at home was just a lot of trash. Yeah, right? you can and do how that it now, was like <laughs> How it was unbiblical and how it just didn't make sense and how you were an idol worshiper. Like, I could like, like, I'm pretty sure I could like, tear apart the faith that you might have had, right? Uh, well, obviously with the good intention that I will get you to be more mm. Pentecostal because at that time, like there's all these nominations and all these churches uh, and the view that I was brought up with was no one's perfect, but our church is the closest to the truth. And then there's all these other Penteco uh, Pentecostal or Protestant denominations you all have a little bit of things wrong here and there, but they're all like, you know, okay, kind of there. But obviously, Pentecostal is like the most closest, right? Uh, Yo, wait, let, let me cut you there, yeah? Because I'm like super confused. So there's, so is Protestants different from Pentecostals? Yeah, so let's call it like 
it's kind of a hard thing right so it's yeah. like catholic right yeah then let's say that there's all these non-catholic okay groups so catholics got the main stage yeah so catholics <laughs> and then all these non-catholic okay. groups who are who still believe in jesus to be the son of god and the savior messiah and everything then there's like some who are in the border who don't believe like jesus is fully god but then there's most of the other denominations who do right and they have like slight differences like the biggest difference from all of this is that they don't have the real eucharist although some do believe um but i don't think they have like the authority to like actually um uh, do certain things but pentecostal is kind of a it's on an edge to an extent where it is relatively new the pentecostal movement in terms of like the actual the way that things are done right like i don't know how old but like 200 years or something like that um so the church that we went and and there's also so many different pentecostal churches right um like the church of england for example is very different to a pentecostal church like the mm. church of england is probably like if you went to a church like ma- like a sunday church um the way things are done is probably more closer to catholic than to pentecostal church right so like the difference between a church of england to like pentecostal is like much bigger than church of england to catholic catholic yeah, right? yeah of course uh, and obviously in catholic there's a few other things so so when i mean catholic i mean like the latin church yeah, say, cool. right um so how things used to work in our pentecostal church is that uh, most people don't wear jewelry uh, because it was kind of like sinful or not the right what, thing to do what you in worship or like in life like in general oh yeah, serious yeah, yeah? so jewelry there was like um there's some extreme pentecostal things as well where they only like wear white and stuff but we weren't those right yeah. um then what, they like all the time you wear white yeah like some extreme ones yeah, like extreme, that was in yeah. archers though okay, that okay, was in okay. oh you um wow no child baptism it's like you know you need to accept jesus as your personal savior uh, personal lord and savior and then you get like adult baptism um and there's a lot of other stuff in there but like yeah it's it's quite different to even a general majority of protestant churches okay so is so does pentecostal church come under protestant church or is it like a different church yeah i mean there is no one protestant church okay okay right okay, yeah, so there's yeah. all these like denominations like the protestant church is like a category oh so there is no one protestant church there's yeah. like csi or like anglican churches then there's methodist then there's all of those and then pentecostal will be kind of a wow. extreme case of all yeah, of those bro i have no idea about this stuff i only know yeah i know there's there's catholics then i know there's anglicans which are like church of england mm. and then church of wales church of scotland all of these guys then you got like orthodox church and then i thought like the rest of them the 40,000 were like protestants but then because of like silly differences which i don't really blame them for they just make a new church so i feel, I, f- i just thought like they just multiplying like that but wow okay oh that's that's a new insight yeah so what was like in in yours in your thing like so yeah, you you were so, anti catholic oh yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. was anti catholic um so yeah so in that hierarchy right so there's like yeah, pentecostal yeah, yeah. and then there's all these like other denominations you then get to like at the bottom of that like other religions maybe like hinduism buddhism like kind of good kind of religions and there's like other uh, ones and then there might be like atheism where you don't believe in god and stuff and then the bottom of that list is like catholics <laughs> <laughs> how are you placing right. catholics below atheists bro no nah. um, okay because the That's view was that 
like like okay maybe this could be my personal thing right yeah, i'm not saying no, like no, I, i'm not def- definitely not a spokesperson for all pentecostal people right yeah. but the way I, it was brought up is that catholics are this like extreme like the worst of the worst idol worshipers they just like perverted everything that jesus taught um so much corruption they hide stuff they have so much power to hide stuff and rewrite history and um the pope is the devil or the antichrist you know it's like some extreme views in there i'm not saying more everybody holds that but that's like the sentiment that mm. you get right so yeah so like i mean i was anti catholic too like i i i really hate like i used to watch all these youtube videos that like prove how the uh the beast in the revelation is the pope yeah. <laughs> all these crazy things right i remember what borderline conspiracy theory right yeah. um so then like when i so but but i knew that i had this little crisis of faith right it is like i wasn't fully satisfied in in my current church like i had a lot of questions there was a lot of other issues as well but um when i went to college um i made sure like i wanted to explore all these other denominations because i was like like i know i'm like the closest to the truth but i just want to meet other people because i had no no friends or anybody in my circle who were anything different than pentecostal right everything everybody who was outside that just wasn't into their faith so even like the other catholics they were like sunday catholics who didn't know anything right so they couldn't answer any of my questions i didn't take them seriously as as in like they weren't really seriously into their faith they were like sunday catholics mm. right uh who weren't really like i wasn't impressed by them right it wasn't like oh i need to look into this guys and like they were all like average people like you know they would do little silly things like sinful things like lie and cheat and all of that so it wasn't like something to look up to right um so in university i made sure to go to every christian thing there so there was an alpha course that was run by the local methodist church went to that there was a christian union which was run by like uh some other um, protestant church went to that and then i met a few people who were catholic who were actually from jesus youth right oh. um but the way it happened is actually a funny story so um i knew of these people as in like i knew some of them but the way i was brought into it is in first year of college i think there was some diwali party in like this other university so me and my friend uh we went Uh, I think she knew a few other people so she was chatting away and I was I just didn't have no anybody so I was just like roaming around. Um uh, this other guy comes over like he was kind of on his own as well so he comes over he start chatting uh and he kind of from our conversation after a few minutes like literally like 2 minutes he knows that I'm kind of Christian and he is like unashamed <laughs> unashamedly he just goes oh bro we have this prayer meeting in the city center every Wednesday you should come. right and i was like taken back right i was like okay we're in this diwali party no one is talking about faith or anything or anything deep this guy who i don't know comes over and is asking me to come to a prayer meeting right yeah that's a jy bro that's what the jy right that's a jy so this guy um invited me and i was like impressed right so it's like since i was saying yes to all the christian opportunities that was coming my way i was like sure why not what do i have to lose right yeah. um it's like you know from your story just like ah is this the prayer meeting and you mm-hmm. just like say yes uh, and you you think like ah what would happen <laughs> look what happened <laughs> your prayer meetings are dangerous bro 
Yeah. So I went and then my initial impression was like I knew the like I had never at that point been to anything Catholic, right? Imagine I was still anti-Catholic at that stage, right? But maybe a little bit less. Um so I went there and my experience with all of these things, yeah, like going to these other denominations was wow, like God is here. Like it made me realize that okay, like I know we have God in our church. I felt God's presence in my church. But you go to like this Methodist one, this other Christian union and all of this. And, and I felt personally felt like, okay, God is also there. Like God loves these people. These people also love God. They just believe something different. So I was kind of a little bit more open. Uh, I, I feel like God kind of like opened me up a little bit before he introduced me to the Catholic thing. Yeah. Because otherwise, if the Catholic thing was the first thing, I might have been like completely shut off. Right. Um, so went there. And there was a lot of things I disagreed with, right? And I think at that time, they were still, like, starting this movement, this um, youth gathering uh, in Ireland, like, in city center. So there was very few young people. There was, like, a lot of older people and maybe, like, one or two, uh, like, my kind of age group, right? But I disagreed with, like, how they did prayer, rosary, (laughs) statue of Mother Mary, and all of this. Uh, but I still like something attracted me to keep going, right? Like, so every week I used to go. And I think the main thing was the people I found to be very genuine, uh, that they were fully truthful and faithful to what they knew. And and my perspective, that was like, that's all they know. Maybe they just don't know. So I like, you know, sometimes I would like bring up, bring up conversations of like, oh, why do you guys do this and things like that? Uh, but no one was really able to defend their view as much. Like, they were really faithful. Like, they were really good Catholic. They always, obviously had their own personal experience and everything. Uh, but they couldn't give me, like, personal logical reasons. Because I'm very logical in terms of how I think and reason things. Uh, and not so easily swayed by emotions, right? Uh, so, like, their experience stories didn't really convince me. So that's why I was saying, right, like even like different people's testimonies, like God really knows what you need. And sometimes if we kind of expect like supernatural things, like something like, like if I were to expect your experience that you had, that you personally needed, and my expectation is that, okay, I need God to like do what he did in your life. That's like the wrong approach because mm. God knows how he needs to get to my heart. Yeah. Right. And it will look completely different to yours. Um, so anyway, so, so coming back to this, right? So these people couldn't answer me logically. And I think in some sense, it was like pretty good that God just wanted me to experience and get to know these people and not debate theologically with them because no one could really debate me with me theologically, right? Um, uh, but then what happened was I was in like going to these meetings for like maybe two, three years, actually. Um, and then... I met a lot of JY people, like younger people uh, who were uh, into their faith. They were more than Sunday Christians. They really loved Jesus, did the sacraments um, and made really good friends. And my community and, and I really appreciated them because a lot of the questions of like things that we were doing in our own church and looking at this, this was like very impressive. Like I used to go home and go to my other friends and other church and be like, oh, look at these Catholics. Uh, they, they, what they believe is wrong, but what they're doing is pretty good. Maybe you should follow them, right, in terms of what they do. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so then what happened was um, uh, this was the next level that God like showed me a little bit more into JY, right? 
like after like I think three years thing. So there was this big national conference, youth conference that was hosted so what, what, by. What year is this now? Two thousand and. I don't know the exact year. Okay. Two thousand. But you're still like a teenager. Like in university, all university, of this is in yeah, university. Cool. So like 19, 18, 19, 20, like that 20, kind yeah. of uh, age, okay, right? Okay. So there was this national conference that was happening. Uh, I connect, right, uh, in Ireland. Oh, I remember uh, that, bro. Yeah. So, anyway, so the people were like in people in the prayer group and things I was going to. They were like always making these announcements and stuff. I think it was like four day retreat. I was like, ah, I don't want to go to this retreat. I mean, this uh, once a week kind of prayer meeting is enough. Like, what am I going to gain there, right? So I wasn't planning to go. Like, and and also I think, I I wasn't too sure how it would have gone well in my own house and different people are so like if I were to tell by people in my church oh yeah I went to like a Catholic retreat they're like you went to a Catholic retreat you know like so I didn't want that right I was like yeah why why bother right um but anyway somehow how it happens uh is they were all practicing for like skits so the AV ministry was practicing for a skit and different things and they were all gathering in this like the people that I knew my friends they were in this house um so I was like, oh, okay, these guys. So there was a few other people with me. So they were all going there. So it's like, okay, it's on the way home. I'll just stop by, say hi to everybody and I'll go home, right? So I went there. So there was this uh, Chechi. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, it's like an elder sister. And uh, this Chetan and Chechi's house. Um, went there, met them. The first time I'm seeing, uh, seeing them, right? Um, met a few friends. Before I knew it, I had a plate of biryani in my hand, having food, and Chechi was like, oh yeah, you're doing this role in this kit, right? And they gave me like a lead role, and I couldn't back out at that time. I was like, well, like what do I do here, right? So somehow, I ended up in the AV ministry, uh, doing a skit. So now I had to go to this thing, because this was like one of the big skits for one of those days, right? And I had one of the lead roles in that. Um, uh, which I'm terrible at skits, by the way. I don't. I, I have no idea how I even ended up in that position, but through that though, and and I would definitely say that's like God's providence, right? Because through that, even though I was going to JY stuff for like two three years, I never saw what happens on the background, like behind the scenes. Mm. And this was my experience to see the amount of prayer and dedication and things that were happening behind the scenes. And it was this whole different perspective, right? Because we've done, like, obviously in our own church, we've done, like, skits and programs and stuff. But this preparation, like, the prayer and people fasting and spending time in adoration was just, like, blew my mind, right? So during that conference, so I went to the conference, met more people, uh, more young people, um, saw the preparation that uh, happened behind the scenes. Because, like, there's all these other things, right? Like, in the conference... You're doing practice as well in the side, so like you go and like meet other people. So there was this, like if I was just a participant, I don't think I would have had that other behind the scenes perspective. Um, so all of that happened, which I was like super impressed by. I remember like going back and like telling my other friends and my other church, like, look, this is how much preparation they're doing. Why aren't we doing all of this stuff, right? Um, so yeah, so that was that kind of experience. But then what happened after that was. One of the friends that I made during that time, um, this person really amazing person, really faithful, right? And this person really challenged me in my faith uh, to a point where 
it's like, how do I know what I believe is true, right? And, and we used to have all these like fights, well, not fights, like discussions and, and disagreements of like different things. But even though they couldn't like defend it, defend their thing fully, like I would get a lot of YouTube videos and like, there's like this back and thing, right? And that person was like pretty important, like pretty close friend. And I, like there was like, I think a lot of scenario and different things, like God does things in his own way, right? So he brought that person into my life in a time that um, I would listen. Because like if anyone else done some of the things that we were talking about and discussing and debating anytime before, I think it would have been easy for me to like just brush aside and be like, oh yeah, maybe like I could have come up with clever answers and all that. But that situation made me really dive into a place where it's like, how do I know anything that I believe is true, right? Um, like, what if I am the wrong Christian? What if what I believe isn't the closest to the truth, right? So that was all happening and I was really questioning everything, right? Uh, well, not God, obviously. Like, I know you God was real, I knew all of that, but I didn't know like what church and all this. And I wanted a way to kind of find the easiest, way to not look into all of the things because there was a lot of issues right like statue mary's praying to saints there was all sorts of things so i wanted like one thing which um i could disprove and then everything else will fall apart and all the catholics claim that the eucharist was like the source and summit right yeah. so like, okay might as well look into that so if i mean if that's false then i mean you don't need to debate all the other ones right and it was also one of those things where people said like if everything else is false, like let's say Catholics praying to saints and all the other stuff is completely 100% wrong. If the Eucharist is true, it would still make sense to be a Catholic, right? So I was like, okay, challenge accepted. We'll, we'll see how this goes, right? And I started reading uh, and I started like reading other people's stories like Scott Hahn, who, who's also a convert from Protestant uh, and all these other people uh, and a lot of people who I read were actually previously Protestant and it was their journeys of how they went into the Catholic Church. And one of the things that really stood out to me was all these people studied their way into the church. Like yeah. they weren't emotional. It wasn't like this retreat where like they just felt something. They reasoned, they studied the scriptures and somehow they entered into the church. And these were like really smart people, right? So that like really was an attraction factor. It was like, how do those these how do these smart people end up there, right? Mm. But the side point, right, is that like a lot of Pentecostal people, or like in Protestant in general, like they don't really believe history as much. Like they they'll be like, oh, the history was changed by the Catholic Church, and they had like power to like do this and all of that. So which is really hard to like debate and discuss because if someone doesn't believe history, then what do you point to, right? Um, but anyway, point aside, right? But I was looking at like people who were converts to the Catholic Church and who were really smart, logical, because like the Catholic Church is so beautiful in the way they like bring faith and reason together. And I was convinced reading all these historical sources and reading testimonies of other people who are Protestant coming into the Catholic Church that, okay, the Eucharist is a source and summit of the Christian faith. And it always has been. And maybe we'll do a separate podcast or for why and all of that later. Yeah. But I was like convinced that this is what Jesus thought. And especially like John 6 and things from the Bible, things from the early church. 
I was convinced, right? The problem was it had a cost to it. Like I couldn't go back and be like, uh, yeah, I'm going to reject all of that. You know, um, like the cost was like Jesus says, you know, like there's the cost to following him. And now I was at a sort of crossroads where the cost was that, okay, now I have to become a Catholic. There's no way I can now know that the Eucharist is real and then reject that mm. and go back. Right. Cause you know the truth already. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. And, and that wouldn't have been right. And yeah, like there was a cost to it. Like Jesus says how there's like cost to everything. Right. So obviously my cost wasn't as crazy as some of the other people's cost, like where your family will excommunicate you and like you're kicked out from you or even try and kill you. Right. Yeah. But there was still a cost. It's like you going to your parents and being like, oh, I'm going to be a Pentecostal or I'm going to be uh, whatever other religion and be an atheist. They were like, what? So, but the thing was like during all of my learnings, I was still taught, we were having all these deep conversations, discussions at home about like faith and different things. I was learning, like looking into history and things like that. So all of that was happening, but on the side, unknown to me, like my brother, he was also having this thing where he didn't get a lot of reason in the, in our church we were going to, because the answer is that like the belief wasn't deep rooted, right? It's a bit, a little bit shallow, right? So it just didn't make sense. So he was like looking at other religions. What is the meaning of life? Well, what's like the reason for our existence and all of that. And his journey has been that. He looked at all the religions and like, oh, it's just doesn't fit, you know? And then he was like, okay, I, there's only one re religion that I haven't looked into, which is like Catholic for absolutely trash anyway. Uh, not going to be right. I mean, what do I have to lose? So he looks into that and things just made sense for him. So because he was on that journey and I was also on this separately, like we were both in separate journeys, like at home and we were having this discussion, it wasn't like everybody against me. It was like a more of a proper discussion because it was me and my brother we're like talking about all of these things at home, right? So did you discuss stuff with your brother, like about you, Chris, or was it like two? Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, two different journeys. But like, we were like, when we were at home discussing yeah, with our parents and stuff, yeah, yeah, like we would like chat about all of those things. And yeah, like we used to chat like over like a course of a year or two, we were chatting about all this. So then eventually when I said, oh yeah, I think I want to be a Catholic, uh, like it wasn't like a shock to my parents, right? Uh, but obviously I think it was a shock to everyone else who was in the other church. <laughs> but... <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm told that people are in that other church are still praying for me to come back because oh, <laughs> I'm like gone astray. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I mean, like I still love those people, by the way, like it's just like we have theological differences, yeah. right? but, um, yeah, like if, if any of the, uh, any of those people are listening, like, I mean, it seems very logical to like how I would like get here, but I think really studying it and like, you know, there's a verse that says like, if you truly seek me, you will find me. Mm. Um, and this is like God saying that I think if someone is truly willing to search and put aside their, 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 how they were brought up and what they were just told and like go from like first principles and be like, how do I know this is true? Um, I think there's a different kind of journeys, right? So obviously if you don't believe in God at all, there's a, there's a stage that's to go from zero. Yeah. yeah, totally different from like stage nothing to like, okay, there is a God or a superpower, a greater power. And then there's then the other journey of like, okay, the greater power to like, which God? And then that journey to like, okay, Jesus. But like 
most of the people that I know are like in here, like they believe in Jesus already, but they're like, they've been brought up with a particular view, worldview of what they believe. Or even if they have converted into Pentecostal or other Protestant denomination themselves, their experience is still going to be limited, right? Uh, to a way that it's only that. But I think if they were to really look into Catholic uh, teachings and bring logic and reason and look at the reasons, I think it's so hard to not see how much credibility the Catholic Church has. Mm. Uh, even though from the outside, it seems like they do all these wrong things, right? And let's even say that maybe most Catholics, the way they practice it, maybe they practice it wrong. But that doesn't make like what the church teaches wrong. You know, like they're almost two separate things. Like, like there could be a really bad Catholic, but that doesn't mean because he's bad, doesn't mean the faith is wrong. Like what the belief system is wrong. Like you can even go to the extent where everybody, including the Pope, let's say, is like doing something wrong, hypothetically, right? Even in that case where every Christian, every Catholic is wrong, the Catholic teachings isn't necessarily pegged to that. Yeah. Like that can still be true, except people aren't practicing it right. Yeah. So like, I would encourage everybody to like, look into what the church teaches from first principle and not worry about how people Im or embody it and believe it. Yeah. And, and I suppose like that helps as so, well. Like my attraction to like looking into this was like looking at people. And I think people play a big part of being the ambassadors. Like if you're a certain way and you're like super faithful, that's going to attract me to, okay, what makes Chris be different, you know? Mm. Uh, and obviously that's harder to do if you don't know any faithful Catholic, because all you see is like just bad Catholics, then you're not going to be attracted to knowing what's in there. At this point, yeah, were you, were you always on like, yeah, if the Eucharist is right, everything is right, like you said earlier. But at this point, were you like, okay, I got the Eucharist bit right, but what about like praying to saints or like mm. praying through Mary and... Yeah, good question. So once I got the Eucharist right and I knew how I got to the Eucharist, like reason and like looking at different historical sources and what the church taught, after that, everything almost just fell into place. Like everything, like I would have still had questions around like Mary, you look into Mary. Oh, that makes sense. So I think the right start also makes sense because I have spent time looking at Mary and like why we believe certain things and saints before, but it doesn't make sense. But I think once you get the core right, for me anyway, everything else almost just automatically sorted itself mm. out. And it was so easy. Just like look into it like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the puzzle. It's like yeah. a puzzle. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow, that's nice. So like when were you received in the church? Like how did that process come about? Like, yeah, so... Um, did you have to get baptized? No. So okay. the Anglican baptism is still a valid baptism okay. because any baptism that is in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit yeah, is still valid. So the spiritual, uh, the priest I was journeying with, um, Father Connor, like he obviously like looked at all the yeah. baptism certificate and be like, okay, that's, that's valid. That's valid right? yeah. um, what I had to do, so usually people have to like go through RCIA, which is this course where you do and uh, like, you know, like this is another difference, right? People in the Protestant church can easily just jump from one to the other. Be like, oh yeah, I'm Pentecostal today. And then like, I'm, I'm thinking something else tomorrow. Uh, or like maybe it's even things like, oh, you just like sign up to the church and you're like uh, received into the church. It's like kind of easy for us, right? 
you go to the Catholic church and you say, I'm going to be a Catholic. They were like, no, you're not. You, know? <laughs> you got to do the RCA. You got to get confirmed. And all of that isn't like an easy process. You can't be like emotional and be like, yeah, I feel like a Catholic. It just doesn't work. Yeah, right. Yeah. So usually people would have to do the RCA and make sure that they truly know what the Catholic church believes and like whoever is looking over that will make sure that you're not doing it for the wrong reasons. And like you actually want to be a Catholic and all of that. Um, but for me, I had this, uh, this person I was, this priest I was journeying with, uh, we would have like regular meetings and he was pretty convinced that I knew what, why I'm doing this. And he knew kind of my story and my journey. Uh, so he was confident enough that I didn't need to do RCAA. Like uh -huh. I basically read my way into the church, mm -hmm. right? Like, like a lot of these other Protestant people. Um, so then, yeah, I didn't need RCAA. So he was, he could, you could just like sign, sign and be like, oh yeah, Daniel knows what he's doing. And this is all we believe. Uh, so I'm still a baby Catholic. I only came into the church in the December of, uh, 2020, right? Okay. So it's like just about a year and a half ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is like last year we were still in like lockdown and stuff. So it's actually only this year that I'm actually experiencing a lot of things in person for the first time. Like this, like my first Easter mass was actually mm. this year and not last year because everything was online yeah, and everything man, yeah. was like in lockdown and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Wow, bro. That's amazing. Yeah. How was that? How was that experience though? Like attending mass and stuff? Yeah, it's, like, I mean, it's, it's your first Easter, right? So the Holy Triduum. Yeah. Like, Good Friday. Like, like, in person, obviously, I knew what was going on yeah, last year course, and yeah. the year before. Um, but, yeah, like, I think it's it's different. Like, I think, like, there was definitely, like, a time when everything was new. I didn't know what was going on. But, you know, like, when, when you're hit with the truth at one point, it almost doesn't matter um, if you're uncomfortable. Because I'm still, like... I still don't know a lot of things that happen in mass. Like people like stand up at different times. And they're like, what is going on? I just like follow people, right? But when you know the truth that, okay, this is true. Like you will make yourself go through uncomfortable times and like things that just aren't familiar and still do it. But I remember a time when, um, like when I, from the period of when I was convinced the Eucharist was true and to the time I could be confirmed, that was like a tough period, right? Because I could, I would go to mass and I can't receive the Eucharist. So I would just like look at people receive the yeah. Eucharist. And that was in, in a way it was kind of painful, right? Because it's like, I want this, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And what about your brother? Like, is he on his way? Yeah. So I'd say, um, so my family. Uh, so my parents are doing like looking into the Catholic church seriously as well. And so is my brother. So I would say like my immediate family, they're all in the way to the church. They're not Catholics yet, but they're like doing RCIA yeah. and other stuff to like get there. And uh, so do keep them in your prayers. Yeah, of course, bro. Wow. That's amazing. So it all started off with a biryani and a skit. Yeah. Yep. Skits <laughs> and the Diwali party. Yeah. Oh man. That's amazing. So those of you guys were watching, yeah, it's such a, such a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing. Um, thank you for your testimony. Any last words, like, you want um, to give out? Last people? words. Um, I'd say like two things, right? I think, I think if someone, um, is truly seeking God, like they haven't had a personal experience, I think, you know, like just, just be open and like, mm. just 
read the word of God and just spend time asking God to show himself to you and but have the expectation as nothing like as in don't expect someone else's encounter to be your encounter you know yeah. it's going to be completely different like god knows exactly what you need yeah and at times at night and being in a retreat it might be like in your bedroom like i had on your own no emotional stuff or it can be like the other thing as well maybe like uh, like you're know, similar to your testimony maybe a vision is what that person needs but just be open that like if i like for example if i was like like i had my encounter in my bedroom right on my own if i was like oh yeah yeah no that's not it like i needed experience like chris had uh like you can't be picky like that you know like that experience is what i needed and mm. your experience is what you needed and god knows best and like i guess the second advice as well is i think a lot of what we've what we've spoken about here is like the fullness of truth right yeah ultimately um like if someone who isn't catholic is listening yes like even catholics like your personal relationship with god and like you leading a upright life righteous life and being holy all of that is super important but at the same time you know like we all have different requirements that god wants us to do like even in like a pentecostal church like i use this example a lot right it is like people always say oh you just need jesus you just need like john 316 and stuff But the thing is, yeah, like if you were dying the next moment, like if I found you on the side of the road, you were going to die. I was going to like tell you God loves you and like Jesus died for you and that's it, right? But let's say you were going to survive for a week. I'm not going to leave you at John 3:3. I'm going to be like, "Okay, bro, like maybe you need to like confess your sins and be holy and you know like you want to you want to prepare yourself to go to God, uh, like meet Jesus." Um if you were like living for a year i would like okay bro you got to come to mass you got to like you know maybe like be baptized and be received be received into the church all of those things and even a pentecostal person or a protestant person their criteria is the same even though they, you people might say you only need jesus as your person savior yes but i feel we were to living in a year and i didn't turn up to church you'll be like you should come to church fellowship is important you got to yeah. do x y and z and i think similar to that there are certain things that I think the list is longer than most Protestant people believe, right? Uh like Jesus clearly spoke about the Eucharist. Uh and there's a lot of other things that God wants us to do and be holy and all these things are like like to help us to be more holy. And I think always although someone could be Pentecostal Protestant and on their own be holy, I think there's a lot of mechanisms or things in the Catholic Church to help you be holy yeah, in an easier way like you know um so I would just encourage people to like honestly think about the Catholic Church as not as a pagan religion <laughs> but more like just explore it and and maybe you could be convinced it's true or maybe not but you know like everybody has their own responsibilities and if someone just rejected oh, I'm not going to look into it I don't know like I don't know how God's going to judge right but I like for me personally I didn't want to go to meet Jesus and be like yeah you know this person told me to look into all of this I just couldn't be bothered you know like I didn't want to be the person to be able to say that I was like okay I look into it you know and if I'm not convinced at least I can be like hey God look I I looked into all of this yeah. this this wasn't convincing enough what am I to do right yeah. um but yeah like hopefully like people are convinced and see the reason and the depth of the root of everything in the catholic church. Mm. 
Wow, thanks for sharing, bro. That's amazing. Yeah, so all you guys at home, um, we got something exciting coming very soon on this channel. Yeah. So make sure you like, comment, subscribe, do all that nonsense. What else do I do? <laughs> like, like, subscribe, turn, put, press the notification yeah, press the, bell. Press the bell, <laughs> notification. Yeah, put it on your Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. What's the thing? TikTok. TikTok, yeah. yeah. Not bro, not I don't TikTok, have a TikTok but, yeah. account, bro. It's, it's just Instagram and YouTube for now. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, do all of this stuff. And God bless and see you guys soon.